0: One question from one of our regulars. Uh, I'll just throw out the question because I'm sure we're going to cover these items later. Is the mutter to ask parents for favors, like to babysit your kids when you go out? Well, if you go out for nine weeks and you forget to come back, that's one thing. I think it's pretty understandable that parents who are local, or if you're dropping them off in bar park en route to Atlanta or whatever the case may be, it's pretty traditional that they want to help out to a certain degree, depending on the circumstances, their age and what the is, and sometimes they're working and they don't have time. And a lot of things that go into this. It's true in general, Ben Javeiro, you are allowed to ask friends for favors, and that's what friends are for. they will ask you back. But you have to know when not to overdo it in general with friends, or with siblings. And with parents, you have to be extra careful. Parents will always want to do and do more and do more, even though uh, they might both be working and taking care of nine other children and be falling apart. And they'll say yes anyway, and often with a smile. So I tell the parents, that's wonderful if you can handle it, but you tell the kids that you got to pick and choose in general whenever you ask anybody for anything in life. Well, it's good to be a giver, not a taker, and if you have to, then parents genuinely want to know that you're functioning, and this is a common, it's really, it's just a sound bite for now, it's a, it's a big topic, because when children are living in a, in a place where there are no parents and no in-laws, no, they're not celebrating, they're hopefully, uh, the in-laws, I see people are smiling already, uh, they're, they're missing out, it's not their fault often, they're missing out on day-to-day keep it of aim, which we're going to still speak about. And they're also at a disadvantage when it comes to having children and being able to get away to the simcha. It's uh, easier when parents are around, and if they're not, people find babysitters. But sometimes not just going to the simcha, it's a question of needing help. Whether uh, help in a real uh, tangible way or moral support and things like that. And the parents want to give, and the children should be asking accordingly. They also have to have a, a very strong, sensitive antenna to know when they're over-asking. And I can't give details because there are a million and one scenarios, but you have to be careful that you're not overdoing it because if you ask a friend for a favor, they don't really feel like doing it, and they sort of meekly smile and do it anyway – they get the schus, and you don't get an Avera, because how can you know? When it comes to parents, if you're overworking them, that's a serious issue in of Aim. The of Aim is of aim There's no chiv mabana, so as we have mentioned many times, it's a nice chesed, and parents want to do it, and it's inborn, and it's wonderful, until it's not wonderful. So you so have to... Is definition, mechila, once they say yes or no? Not always. It's like the Mechila that sometimes, i say this delicately, we speak about this time of year, around Shemais... Veira uh, when uh, spousals, uh, spousal responsibilities, they ask each other for mechila and this like that. Not mechila, after they did something wrong. But mechila, um, for mechila on certain shibudim and the spouse says, yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure can mean many different things in many different ways. And there's something called arm twisting and you gotta know when That's being done. So the fact that, yes, at the end of the day, they want to help you, they want to make your life easier, and they're here to help you, that's all true, and uh, parents uh, love their children even more than the children love the parents. With all that said, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm giving them such nachas by allowing them to help me all the time. is not that great. The answer is maybe, depending on the scenario, depending on what you're asking for and how much you're demanding. That's uh, it's an important. Uh, this is sort of like a newfangled show. You didn't have this with 200 years ago. You don't I, have any. I mean, you know, 200 years ago, they were all living in the same house three generations. I don't you know who was helping who. Is most of the time. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying, so who is helping who there? Everybody's helping everybody Nobody went anywhere because there's nowhere to go, and uh, it was a big pain. And um, <laughs> there was no railroad, and the there, no uh, there weren't restaurant there there were hundred restaurants. There. And I might tell the restaurant, "I said, when somebody's a baby, it's a very nice thing that parents and in-laws can come help out." It's a big—you could tell there are people who don't have that next door based on many logistical reasons, and it is harder. There's no doubt about it. And parents love to help out. Yet you, you have to know when you're asking. It's all about, this is a general Ben Amal issue, is that the lifetime struggle with improving Amidas is all about trying to see other people's position, not your own myopic view of life. And that's a lifetime of, of Avedah, because naturally we always have our own view of things, and we're always looking to improve our lot and see what we need without seeing what the other person needs, and that's the difference between being selfish and and all the gradations in between. I'm just mentioning that when it comes to parents, the downside is much more serious because if you made a mistake with a friend, you made a mistake with a friend. It's not nice and don't take advantage of people and you have to read people well and you have to ask a hundred times and ask a hundred times if they really have the time to help you or prevent yourself from asking more than necessary. When it comes to parents, parents naturally always want to do and always want to say yes and they could be taken advantage of in a way where they don't even realize it's really too hard and their child shouldn't be asking. That's uh, just opening up the topic for future discussion, but that's an, an important uh, an important shy list. The answer is yes, it's the minig that once in a while they come and they babysit and they... Uh, and everybody remembers uh, growing up from time to time if the grandparents were close by, that they came for a few days and you never really understood why until you found out that your parents they went away to Hasno or they're in Eretz or they're here, there, and everywhere. And you wonder why um, all the instructions are now being given in this quasi Yiddish. I remember as a four or five year old, I never I got, I got confused. And I found out it was German, not Yiddish. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you figure this out, you go up, it's a natural part, and that's a wonderful thing. You gotta know when it's being overused. That's the, uh, that's the issue. So, sure, we'll get back to that, but wanted to mention it. Let's go back to the Chazet angle. We're talking about giving shots and medical treatments. We have already seen the chuva of Chukotinsky, and from Herzog, we're now on Rishlomazama's chuva in the middle. And we stopped, and the doctors were all uh, discussing after the Shia last week. Uh, Shlomo Zaman has a side question on page 5 in your copies in the second paragraph. Second to last word in the line is agav, midway through the paragraph. So agav it means a parenthetical comment, but it's an interesting, is asking, a lot of our discussed discuss this. Uh, we're talking about the fact that uh, perhaps a shot is something that is very little blood and either there's some blood, there's very little downside. It's one of the in the hockle, and the fact that they're poor and that's like there's nobody else available, maybe it's like an like, Acher. And he mentioned the last thing we saw was Khirish to me that he quotes Ran, not a It's hard to understand. The Ran brings in as an example where there's um, <coughs> less downside. He talks about Hakaza. And we finished this year, I mentioned that I think you found him, one of the guys who signed the. Uh, Declaration of Independence. Yes, yeah, so five of them. Yeah, with Doctor. One of them was known as uh, I forget his nickname, Doctor Death or something like that, and some nice name like that. And he was always bloodletting, and he bloodletting, bloodletting, bloodlet, and they, they just let out a lot of blood, and they didn't know where. Yeah, the ancient version thereof, and that if if I would think of a practice that had the biggest risk and downside, I would think it's bloodletting, and the Ron here compares it. To, he's talking about a splinter, and he says that maybe by a splinter you can cut too much skin. Avo, look two lines up from where you were, the last one line. What's the downside, the Ron says? In the bloodlining process, you might poke the wrong area and not get the vein right away. Then you have to poke again. That is the downside. I would have thought the downside is you might find the vein right away and just keep going. But apparently that wasn't uh, as recent as the uh, 1800s. That wasn't really their concern. And um, today's perspective, that's why we don't do it. But it's just an interesting thing that they, even when they thought it was therapeutic, and perhaps it was then, it was Neshtan teva. why didn't the ron say, I don't have an answer to this, why didn't the ron say that the downside is you might draw too much blood? They recognized that it's supposed to stop before the guy dies. That's what they were trying to accomplish. So, a bit of a tzarachin. The next part Agav, and he has daiti, lahar azech kalsav arach arayti amupchak chiyite brufa isav, and then a shagil lo einus. There's an insurance policy for doctors that is spoken about in Shochan That we don't make him pay the payments of nezeksar ripu shavetz baishes. He wouldn't pay if he didn't do it by mesid, because he's trying his best, and we, the community, gave him a hechsher stamp. At least the certified doctors and Bershus Hu he's doing it Bershus, so he's trying his best. We don't want to scare doctors away. We want to give them a certain amount of uh, diplomatic immunity. He's trying his best. So Shlomo question, others ask this as well. Says that if a doctor kills someone, we find out that he made a mistake. He goes to Golis. No. So why are they given the same diplomatic immunity that everybody has to go to Golis? He has to start writing to Golis. The doctor said, what I need this for? I'll become a lawyer. I don't know. Golis is a long-term punishment. So he doesn't really understand why he didn't get the same insurance policy. Uh, I think um, if you look at number three, first of all, Kashizuma mit Terezzis apidivir i which we mentioned before. Again, they're assuming that there's a very little downside. I don't understand. Versus an operation where it's a constant and the patient might die. So he says maybe the answer is they didn't give an insurance policy to a case where the doctor should realize that a constant is not just a splinter. And not just hakaza, and you gotta be more careful. Therefore, we insist he goes to goals without giving that insurance policy. Which is interesting. I would think that in the olden days most doctors doing things where plenty of people died, unfortunately, and they called the doctor anyway. Maybe somebody had to try something, an amputation without it. the olden days it was, it was simply succinct, kind of stuff. Just. Another possibility I was thinking of is you have to go to goals because he needs the comparison. It's not a question of insurance policy. We're not making pay, he just has to go to goals. But Shlomo Zaman does point this out, and then it's true, that when it comes to the money, we give an insurance policy. How that fits in with suing a doctor today for malpractice is um a child we're not going to get into now. You have to be very careful about it, because especially if he's uh, from Anshe Shlomenu, A, Chazal clearly made takhanas that we want to protect him, so he's interested in practicing medicine. And number two, you have to know um, the fact that he has insurance doesn't help that much if his insurance rates skyrocket after that. And I assume insurance companies always get their money back. So there's no such thing. You pay for insurance, you would think if you had, that somebody had a claim that they would be able to just pay out. And the stomach, uh, car insurance doesn't work that way. I mean, for the first vendor, it does. And um, Baruch Hashem, you never paid out. But uh, I assume if a doctor gets sued, and it's a serious lawsuit, you wouldn't know, Baruch Hashem. Well, first of all, uh, there's, a, there's a limit. There's a $1.3 million limit. Limit on what? How much they can make off the doctor? How much the insurance company will pay? If God forbid somebody, a doctor does something and it's a $20 million case, you yeah. have to want the insurance company writes a check for $1.3 million. And then dollars, what? Nice and then what? Exactly. every policy, that's, that's, that's most standard policy. Strange. Okay, so then you really got to think twice. With car insurances as well, there's a limit. <laughs> yeah, of course yeah, but you could buy more. You could buy more. You're right saying more. it sounds but like you can't 2. buy more. 2.6, but And most of the exactly. very serious cases could be, okay. I, I, I'm sure you could get if you could get I'm sure you could get more. I'm just right. It's a well, you just I'm just mentioning like before you sue any anybody, any certainly uh you gotta check with your uh local orthodox posting mm-hmm. and ask about it because it's not so pushing and you say, ah the guy has insurance. Okay, that doesn't mean you should be uh necessarily making money off of it. there are cases where it's mutter, the case the lesser, you gotta figure it out. But it's certainly a uh, a Shiloh that has to be asked. Let's continue back up top. Again, same Lushen, which I'm puzzled by. There's no Chabur whatsoever, even though everybody... I did get one communication from somebody in Lakewood yesterday. It's nice enough to write in that he has experience with certain shots that have to be given in the family, and the needle, as you were describing, is so incredibly thin... Technology today, that um, the shot was administered and nothing came out. A couple of times they see some clear liquid, a tiny amount, and they don't see any blood, which fits well with your explanation that those needles you look at, you look at cross-eyed, they'll they'll bend. They're so fragile. But um, the mice of what's coming out, there might be some red blood cells in there, but not millions that it's going to look red. Yeah, this kid growth yeah, something. Yeah, they were describing. Uh, we don't want to mention any names. But say that. Uh, that um, it's a tiny, tiny little... Uh, 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 okay, so, so that that should have been the reference. The problem historically is this is the 1940s and you told yeah. me the needles were very large. And you mentioned that as well. Uh, yeah, so... I can't... touch means doesn't make a... There's no blood. It means that there's no extra chaber and you can't go wrong and therefore that's so far the biggest sniff of It kind of means it's not visible. But, but it is after... Uh, six hours. Yes, I think it means there's no, what it is is a drop, and that's all it is. It's a necessary and, hope You can't do more. Than but again, we've had a... just not from Yehuda. We keep uh, that right, uh, other, other medical practitioners that sometimes it can get very messy, which is the problem we spoke about already. But Lamaitse is using this as one of his nephemal hakal, this is the Saddha Shava. He's not finished yet. Bez the price issue, if the sun is free and the guy down the block charges and they're very poor, that may be considered like there's nobody else available. But then page 6 and he doesn't want to pay and he can't really afford it, Rashai. Uh, skip down to the uh, bottom line paragraph. Remember, it was in Yishalayim, in the old, old Yushalayim, and the husband was a second husband, and he didn't want to pay, and she didn't want to start off, and she had no money, and the son was a medic, and therefore, this was uh, certainly a snifflehokal over here. Oyd Sa'ad Gadol. Remember, I showed you this, the second shuvah as well. I am surprised this is used as such a strong sniff. Lushan over here is another Sa'ad, means another sniff l'hokl. Sa'ad Gadol. A very important factor in b So far, the shad has no big downside. It's for free. And number three, he quotes the Mechaz which, again, is the Mechaz doesn't need anybody's azkama. But to my estimation, Rasham Zam will say that himself, most... Disagree with the Nechaz Hina. says, you're allowed to hit a parent if they're Michael. Really Michael? I do not know if they're Marichal. Here, they want, They ask you to give them the shot. Or I keep mentioning the paintball. They say they're Michael, but they're not really because if you're close enough, you'll close the kabur, and that's the only time the shot comes up. And they're smiling meekly because you got to be one of the guys. So that's when somebody wants to give these to have its funny minigas. Like giving a guy birthday punches. So they pretended he was like 56. And, uh, that's all, so you got to be one of the guys so they're uh, having a good time well they're having a good time, and the guy has to smile that's not Mechila over here, he's be- be- she's begging the son please give me the shot, I don't want to go down the block and my husband doesn't like the fact that I have to pay so he goes to says the mutter in this case that's the father doesn't want I mentioned last week I don't know, I'm not the only one, but how do you put the mechazchinah? And has mechazel learned the Gemara? Gemara says, don't take out a splinter because you might cut too much. If you cut too much, you'll uh, rip a little more skin. So there'll be two more drops of blood. then, you can do off, then you can go back to the basketball. Yeah, right. Well, the mechazchinah, chinochanami. This is a good problem. Is that nobody uses this chinoch straight away? He's using it with two other very strong sniffs local and you see his opinion. His main sniff is that the shot is just a shot, and it's going in the right place, and there's no downside. And they're poor, and then he's adding this in for when you want to build a heter. Shast you phone as many, sniff him as you can. I just find it a chidish, he says, Saad Godol. He himself is going to say soon, We don't really hold like the Mech No, we don't. So it's not. And basketball, there's no great Sayrech. The father is not poor, which but wouldn't help here by basketball. Uh, like, what are you going to use? What? But the, but the key is, is. Yes, but it's the, the Mech which we don't pass like. He's just using it as a sniffle Sniffle is, is dangerous. There was once, um, Charlemagne name was, there was once somebody who, um, well, I don't give you too many archivists. Once somebody who said, and it wasn't on perm, when I first heard it, I thought it was on perm. I said, no doubt he said that on perm in the mold of Suda, but it wasn't, unfortunately. Uh, he said that um, we should really be allowed to turn on a light on Shabbos, not Yuntev, mind you. Yuntev was a famous mistake that when they came out with electricity, they didn't have it work. Somebody didn't explain it correctly to the Khashokhan, and he mentions a possible heter. And Chaimsa used to make Abdullah on his light bulb to show the world that this is real ish and it's Paramesh. He used to make. Chaymeza's house was Grand Central Station. And he made Barabim Havdallah with like 100 people in attendance and uh, this new invention called the light bulb. And he wanted to show people, it's an innovation, he made a mesh. It was a clear light bulb, not frosted, and it was a, there was a uh, part of it that was actually burning and uh, it was a, there was a filament, it was a burning filament. that wasn't a fluorescent. But he was trying to make a point because there was a lot of confusion about it. Anyway, so this wasn't the time of Haymez. This quote, or I hope misquote, was probably from the 1970s. Uh, that uh, maybe it's mutter because according to the chaznish, it's binyan, and according to almost everybody else, uh, it's eish, not almost everybody else, but chaznish might have been a minority opinion. The binyan part, we're machmer for the chaznish. We treat it as binyan and eish. So he said, well, according to the chaznish, it's not eish, and according to everybody else, it's not binyan. <coughs> I said, you couldn't say that if it was in the middle of perm, really drunk. you couldn't great, say thanks. such a ridiculous... Uh, uh, but uh, the way I heard it over, somebody said it and somebody meant it. I don't think he was telling people to turn the light, but he said, you yeah, know, maybe it's not something. First of all, the Chaznish probably agreed it was Ish. and Mazalman, although I he, he held that it was hard to understand why it was Binyan, but he had the greatest respect for the Chaznish. He said, yeah, they <coughs> the whatever an is, let have. So when you're using sniff and the hawk, you've got to be careful the chuba doesn't fall into the wrong hands, because you could take, there are many, whenever, I, I do, I do this, all the time. I you have a of a somebody who t'chak. so I'm thinking in my mind seven different reasons why it's mutter. I try not to spell the reasons anyway because I don't have time each time you answer a shayla. But if you put down in a shuva form which, which often is the case and you say okay we got seven sniffing lehokul and you start dissecting them as that that's very good I'll take this one over here I'll take that one over there I'll take this one over here you can really get yourself in trouble. So the Mechaz is quoting this last even though know he says gadol, as the chinuch, that's why he's quoting it he says, you can always also put in the mix here, the Mechazchina holes that if he's really Mechal B'Lev Sholem. My problem is, and I don't have a pshat, how does the Mechazchina learn the Gemara? The Gemara is where the, he had a splinter that hurt. So obviously he's asking his son to take out the splinter. So obviously he's Mechel. He's doing his best. So I think Tzodek, if somebody from this the room suggested, well, he's Michael until the kid starts working too quickly and ripping too much skin, and then he gets angry. Why are you working so carelessly? The danger is he won't be Meichel the time. So then he's saying over here by a shot, he needs a shot every day, of course I'm Meichel. You do it right every day, what's the problem? That's how he's using the Meichel. That's how Meichel has to learn the Gemara. Everybody else learns that, no, of course he wants you to do it, but we're afraid you're going to mess it up and get involved in a Shigel Schenek. Ha'inu shalom beratzenov, the second line. <speaking in Hebrew> From Avi Michael Matzaval, they asked him to do it. He's Matzavin to do it. Ainu Chayev, Ainu VeKlav, B'chein, B'chaveh, B'chaver, and B'chaver is certainly true. And he's Daiti ye Yeshachur Gadol Dvarv, Kinsha Sharas Maka Avi V'Maka Chaver V'Michad Kranafka. It's the same Geders. so and Zalman is bring your Raya of I don't really fully understand the Raya, but the Gemara says this. Mid'Raysa, it's the same thing. Rapi Yarape and Hafzvei Chameruch is the same thing by your friends. Is it by parents? It's a mitzvah to do it. So we all know that's true. Mid'Raysa, Shaili is Mid'Rabbanah. Did they answer it? So Shamsan is pointing out, I mean the race of the Yasid is certainly true. But I don't know how that helps over here. And the friend can be but the Rambam The Ram says, <laughs> and saying, Only when you're trying to not be nice, you're hitting him because you want to hit him. So he says the riot to the mechanic is from the Rambam that the Isr to hit somebody. Of chavala is only derech b'zayin. You're trying to vazim, or need or fighting. But if he asks you to hit him, he has a good reason. The problem is the reason many disagree with is that you don't buy this on your body. If I want you to give me a shot, I'm your friend. I'm Santa, I want a shot. If I want you to punch me, I have the right to punch myself. How can I give you a shot to punch me? So I, I think Shlom Zaman agrees with that. She says, "What does Mechaschinah do with that?" I'm an ass lifter. Shalom Azam is going to say, well, over here it all makes sense. So, of course, you could be medical. He wants the shot, he wants the medical treatment. Mechaz says in the context with this raya that if you give the guy Rashurts, it should be mutter. He can be more mutter than you. we don't have bylaws in our body and we're not allowed to be chaval ourselves. Uh, if you remember, we mentioned Ramesh Chuvah about giving blood. He, has to, he spends the whole chuva explaining why you're allowed to give blood, even though that makes a lot of sense and it's not painful. But it's a chavalah and he has to explain why that's mutter. Even that extent of a small amount of chavalah. We not to first of all, gam alatosh uh, and lachosh l'shikas chenek, and therefore over here it should apply as well. Last paragraph, we'll finish with this. Af amnam kol shar hapeiskin. Shlomazalma says all the other peiskim don't mention this hetter of the minchas chenek. Near adlanach to lchal pechayvul ba'avivimah bain im nasam the bein im nasam reshus kol makam divrei svarahim v'adai royal le'tzayif la'zal alacha. So he holds the minchas chenek makes sense, and he can use it as a sniff l'hakol as he does in this truva. Even though most of disagree, but he has the other sniff that it's only a shot, and the fact that they're poor, and that's the maskana of Rav and Rav Shlomo Zaman of Fritzak and most of the other chuvas, But gotta ask a because if there is somebody else readily available and it doesn't cost that much and they can afford it, they're not suggesting to use the kula. It's only with these sniff of the alcohol and this shot of the Okay, Mr. Shem, we will continue tomorrow night.